Welcome to State Affair Passport. Join us as we explore the strange and unknown that lie beyond our borders, bringing you tales of terror and intrigue from around our fascinating and dangerous world. Thank you for joining us. Today we impart the tale of the Baba Yaga, an interesting creature from Slavic folklore. I promise I will keep the John Wick references to a minimum. The Baba Yaga in Slavic folklore is an ogress who steals, cooks, and eats her victims, usually children. She is also said to be a guardian of the fountains of the water of life, and she lives with her two or three sisters, also known as Baba Yaga, in a forest hut that spins continually on birds' legs. In fact, Baba Yaga was the most beloved character in Russian folklore and represented the matriarchal society where it originated. Kind of interesting conflict of interest if you ask me. The Baba Yaga appears throughout history, first referenced in text in a Russian grammar book in 1755 as a figure lifted from Slavic folklore. It's likely that our origins derive from many ancient oral tales that were later built upon, frayed and reconstructed into written folk stories. She was originally a very old Slav goddess of death and regeneration, along with her skeletal son, Koshai. Her magical expertise appears to lie in spiritual magic, or magic that involves the control or manipulation of souls. Her lanterns are a chief example of this. It has been stated that she had thousands in her collection. Baba Yaga, while considered not good, is not entirely evil. She can't be portrayed as a good mixer or a very easy-going person. She needs a special approach. In most Slavic folktales, she is portrayed as an antagonist. As one of the most famous witches, Baba Yaga has appeared in hundreds if not thousands of folktales in Russia, Ukraine, and Belarus, predating the 18th century. The first clear reference to Baba Yaga occurs in 1755. Mikhail Lomonosov's Rosiskaya Gramatica, in Lyamov's grammar, Baba Yaga is mentioned twice amongst other figures largely from Slavic tradition. The second of the two mentions occurs within a list of Slavic gods and beings next to their presumed equivalents in Roman mythology. Like, for instance, the Slavic god Perun, who appears equated with the Roman god Jupiter. Baba Yaga also appears in a third section without an equivalence attesting to the perception of her uniqueness even in this first known attestation. However, it is noticeable that like Hakite, Baba Yaga presides over a wide diverse array of domains and functions. In the narratives in which Baba Yaga appears, she displays a variety of typical attributes, a turning chicken-legged hut, a mortar, pestle, mop, or broom. Baba Yaga frequently bears the epitaph, bony leg, and when inside her dwelling she may be found stretched out over the stove, reaching from one corner of the hut to the other. She may also sense and mention the Russian scent of those that visit her. Her nose may stick into the ceiling. Particular emphasis may be placed by some narrators on the repulsiveness of her nose. In many tales, there are three Baba Yagas, which are often depicted as sisters. For example, in a version of the Maiden Tsar collected in the 19th century by Alexander Afanasov, 
Ivan, a handsome merchant's son, makes his way to the home of the first of these three Baba Yagas. He journeyed onward, straight ahead, and finally came to a little hut. It stood in the open field, turning on chicken legs. He entered and found Baba Yaga, the bony-legged. Five hi, she said. The Russian smell was never heard nor caught sight of here, but it has come by itself. Are you here of your own free will or by compulsion, my good youth? Largely of my own free will, he said, and twice as much by compulsion. Do you know, Baba Yaga, where lies the thrice tenth kingdom? No, I do not, she said, and told him to go to her second sister she might know. Ivan walks for some time before encountering a small hut identical to the first. This Baba Yaga makes the same comments and asks the same questions at first, and Ivan also asks the same question. This second Baba Yaga does not know either and directs him to the third, but says that if she gets angry with him and wants to devour you, take three horns from her and ask her permission to blow them. Blow the first one softly, the second one louder, and the third still louder. Ivan thanks her and continues on his journey. After walking for some time, Ivan eventually finds the chicken-legged hut of the youngest of the three sisters turning in an open field. This third and youngest of the Baba Yagas makes the same comment about the Russian smell before running to wet her teeth and consume Ivan. Ivan begs her to give him the three horns, and she does so. The first he blows softly, the second louder, and the third louder yet. This causes birds of all sorts to arrive and swarm the hut. One of the birds is a firebird, which tells him to hop on its back or the Baba Yaga will eat him. He does so, and the Baba Yaga rushes him and grabs the firebird by its tail. The firebird leaves with Ivan, leaving the Baba Yaga behind with a fistful of firebird feathers. In Afanasov's collection of tales, Baba Yaga appears in many, including the magic swan geese. Now for my John Wick reference. John eventually became the top enforcer for the New York Russian crime syndicate, becoming so feared and ruthless a hitman that people described him as a man of focus, commitment, and sheer will. He was later nicknamed Baba Yaga, being further described as the man one would send to kill the boogeyman. As noted by Lithuanian scholar Mariha Gambudis, the character of Baba Yaga shows considerable ambiguity. She is described as a witch with cannibalistic tendencies, with preference for children in some accounts, while in others she is a wise prophetess who gives guidance to heroes. You hear John refer to a book of Russian folklore and legends written by Alexander Afanasyev in the beginning of the Chapter 3 movie, which he also uses as a weapon to dispatch his first attacker in true wick fashion. Baba Yaga! Sorry, I couldn't help myself. I love folklore. Fact or fiction, one must always decide for themselves what to believe. This was a very interesting tale, and I found it very fascinating, some of the facts and legends. Thank you, as always, for joining us. We sure appreciate it. Hope you have a great day, and we will see you at our next destination.